0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 10, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We've got what I'll call an interesting scenario brewing in the SPY. And let's start with this. Before we get into what's jumping off the page on the daily chart, let's go back to yesterday. Let's go back to last week. Let's go back to even this morning where I posted in the email sent out to subscribers about Trick & Company and Mrs. Market was the CEO. And here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is a lot of people believe The market's going to fall apart sooner than later, and it may happen. However, what we do have to know is most people are wrong most of the time. We were always talking about the market getting up into these moving averages, but we weren't necessarily talking about that being the end of the move. So it can be the market could fall apart tomorrow or They're still around these moving averages, beginning to push higher, closed above the 50-period moving average today, and if they can get above yesterday's high, that opens the door for another leg higher. Now, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's just put it on the board. They already ran a test in the vicinity of the high of that breakdown candle. Now, it could still be resistance, but they were already there. So coming back there isn't the same the second time around. First time, best time. They go up the first time, they get rejected up there, they come back down. If they go right back up, like for example, tomorrow, or maybe even the day after tomorrow, Thursday. And by the way, Thursday we have an important data release. The release at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is going to be that all-important CPI data. The market's hinging on inflation data, the Fed, all that stuff. So it is an important reading. We don't care what the reading is. We don't believe the reading. All we need to know is how the market reacts after the reading, where the support, where the resistance is, are they bullish, are they bearish, all that stuff. We'll handle that in real time on Thursday, not to worry about that before then. What we're talking about now is the market not necessarily being rejected from these moving averages just yet. They're still hanging around. So let's just say this happens. They start to run sideways for another day or two. Well, what do they be doing? They would have been building a bullish, flaggish type of situation that will normally promote another move higher. Now, again, that move higher can certainly appear after the CPI data release. So I said before, we're going to put a number up on the board. You might want to get out your sticky notes, fire up your pencil. You see this moving average up there, 398. It's a pretty good target. Check this out. We've got a gap at 39940 and we've got no man's land in between this breakdown candle high at 395 and a quarter and that gap at 39940. The moving average comes in up there So here's the thing, sometimes they spike them through, sometimes they come up short on the first run, but that general area, we'll just call it for argument's sake, 397 to 398, will be, quote-unquote, overhead resistance. We don't know they will be up there, but what we do know is, if they start pushing above 395, 395 and a quarter, where are they going? Well, they're going up into that zone period full stop what would be the first clue pretty easy one the first clue would be getting above yesterday's high 39370 put that on the sticky note you should have three numbers on the sticky note right now 39370 395 and a quarter and 397 to 398 which is a zone that's an if they go up there sooner than later What happens when we drill down and look at another time frame, a shorter time frame? In this case, I've selected the 120 minute time frame. Why is that? Because it's a different look and it gives you a different sense of what might be going on. So here we have a pretty big size breakdown candle. The high is 392. Okay, fair enough. So what have they been doing? They've been climbing up the breakdown candle. Now, there's another number of importance. If they get above that breakdown candle, it opens a door for the next stuff. Can they get above that breakdown candle, or is this just a simple, bearish, wedgish pattern that will result in another move down courtesy of the trick-trap fool and frustrate crew? That's a question that'll likely be answered in the morning Inside the numbers, somewhere around zero dark 30 will begin to answer the question. Hourly chart, trend is rather bullish, it's above all the moving averages, not far from the recent highs. So you can look at this as a definitive one thing or the other. The daily chart is eating time off the clock. They're eating time in order to build energy to make another move higher. However, when you look at the shorter time frames, they're not yet confirming that type of situation until a couple of other things happen like eclipsing on the north side a couple of important numbers. So things morph from smaller time frames to larger time frames. The larger time frame is the more dominant time frame. It's the bigger guy. Thinking in terms of the strength and comparing different time frames, look at a 5 or a 10 minute chart as like a remote control car. Then you look at a daily or a weekly chart as like a Mack truck. The remote control car gets pushed around intraday. The real direction of the tape is gonna get pulled around by the Mack truck. Now to change things up a little bit, I did a separate video this afternoon for Inside the Numbers today. It's pretty detailed, so I urge you to go over there and watch it if you're interested or already are an Inside the Number member. I'll put the link to that video in the description of this video. For now, I'm just gonna point out a couple of important things. You can read the notes, pause the video, do the normal routine, I'll show you everything. But what I wanna point out is a couple of things. We had an early morning short trade around the pivot. We like the pivot, we like the morning trade. The combination of the pivot and the morning trade make for a nice opportunity. And here it is. and we narrow it down to a zone between 388.50 and 389, and it's a reasonable place to put on a short scalp for a reaction back in the other direction. You'll see here, we narrow it down to the zone at 931. The shorting zone would be 388.50 to 389. Here's the picture. Right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see here at the beginning of the day, They came into 388.50 to 389, and they turned around and went back down in the other direction, providing the aforementioned short trade. The low here was right around 387. So in trading terms, and we know they start as a scalp trade with potential, this one would be classified as a Whopper Jr. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work, I will point out one more thing that came around midday, and here's the importance of what happened. The market was setting up what I like to call a full-stack opportunity. So I put up a chart, and I explained what was going on. It's an on-time situation on the pullback using the hourly chart from yesterday's high. They put in a tail candle. Could be a low. It was on time. You've got a tail. You have a sign and or signal of a trend change. And by the way, this is all stuff that's taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader. It's what we use each and every day. We have a three pillar approach. It's the videos here on YouTube each and every night. That's the continuing education part. The foundational work is having an understanding of how the market works. And that's taught in the course, Lazy E-mini Trader with the curtain pulled back. And then the Ph.D. is for the members who want the specific data or data, the numbers, throughout the day, in the morning, pre-market. That's inside the numbers. So what we're saying here is either an on-time pullback with a tail could be a clue for a run higher later today, or they could get below the tail and negate it to the lower numbers. That's our schematic for the remainder. Above or below the pivot is the key. The pivot is 388.50, and you can see here, and here's what the chart looked blown up, and you can see here in this place, this is when the post was made. This is before the market ran up in the afternoon. Now here's the hourly chart at the end of the day. The line represents the pivot at 388.50, and they finished at 390.63 on close. Full stack. Worked out as planned. Do yourself a favor. Check out inside the numbers. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We have a bullish situation. Leading indicator leading with relative strength to the upside up 1.5% today against the SPY that was up about 7 tenths of 1%. The scenario we laid out about the market not going down but going up first carving out a low, quote-unquote, which we said in a video last week, that is essentially playing slash played out. The question is, can the IWM get above, close above 182, that 200-period moving average on the daily chart? Be very interesting to find out. A reminder and a different look from the weekly chart, this is still a bounce in a downtrend. Put this on a sticky note. If they get above that 200-period moving average, there will be bona fide overhead resistance with a spike above 184. That's what this horizontal line represents. Put that on the sticky. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Staying above those moving averages, it's bullish on the daily chart. They did the thing where they carved out the low. And here's what we always say, here's what we said, and here's what happened. They make this bearish, flaggish kind of thing. After a move down, they go sideways building energy. One of two things is going to happen. It's either going to break down or that same energy is going to be released in the other direction. Either way, when the market trains at a range, back and forth, back and forth, it's going to break the range. We know if it breaks the bottom end, we're looking for a move lower. If it breaks the top end, we're looking for that same energy to be released to the upward direction. What about the Q people? Same routine as everything else. As it stands now, they put in that tail candle yesterday. It's in no man's land. I don't love those. But it, accompanied by a sign or signal of a trend change. And here they've done a garden variety 50% give or take retracement of that tail. So the question is... If they get above the tail, there's a new leg higher. Can they do it? That's the question. Or if they can't, and this is just a normal garden variety retracement, we're likely to see the market back down tomorrow. And then Thursday with the CPI slash CPI Kabuki event, we'll see what happens there. The financials were giving us somewhat of a canary situation all along. Remember we said this chart looked different than all the rest. Here they are above the moving averages, so from a daily chart perspective, they're not really in bad shape. From a weekly chart perspective, they're not really in terrible shape. If they can get back above the 100 period moving average, even this pivot high over here comes in at 3650, that'll open the door for a whole nother leg higher. Remember, without the financials unraveling, it's unlikely the rest of the market is going to unravel also. We'll stick on the weekly for Smash Mouth, and you can see here we had the big up candle, the break up candle. and now we've had a pullback situation. They didn't run a test all the way to the bottom. They got caught by the 200 period moving average as a guideline. And here they resume the uptrend, or at least resume the move following this big move here. Those traditionally have to be taken seriously. They're typically not just one-day wonders. And by the way, this one was accompanied with volume, 30 million shares. And the volume was decreasing as they ate time off the clock and consolidated the move. Now, they've done that. They've resumed the move in the upward direction. Don't count Smash Mouth out just yet. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.